0: Hello, I'm Tara Ruckman. And I'm Stephanie Howe, and we are Control the Chaos EDU. Are you burnout? Are you feeling frustrated or overwhelmed? Or maybe it's the opposite,
1: and you're a go-getter and want to level up. Then it's time to dive in with real talk and solution-focused conversations. Hello, it is December and depending on where you are right now, you may have snow, you may have heat if you're another part of the world, who knows where you're at right now if you're listening, but we are talking today about strategies to manage the up to snow good at the holidays. If you don't have snow sorry about the title, but we have snow here in Ohio around this time of the year, so our first topic is behavior expectations are high positive incentives are higher, so this is one that is really, really. valuable to me. This is kind of one of those strategies that I think of all the time um, when we are getting into the holidays because there's so much on structure. So have you ever been, and like, just picture this in your minds. You go into a classroom, there's like extra parents in the classroom. There's extra peoples in the building. There's plays going on. There's chorus things. There's events. There's parties. There's there's all kinds of stuff. I mean, when you think about all of the things that happen at the holidays at school, um, the, the schedule is crazy, right? Have you ever been in a classroom where it's kind of getting a little bit crazier on the holidays stuff?
0: Yeah, it is crazy. And I know too, some kids aren't looking forward to it either. Um, So you've got a mix of students in your classroom. You've got the students that are so excited for that break. And then other kids that aren't, Um, and it's hard to manage as a teacher. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's hard to manage kids excitement at home. I mean, I was the kid that, um, mom, if you're listening, please don't, please don't be mad at me. But I used to open up all the gifts that were under the tree and look at them um so that by the time christmas came i really didn't have any surprises because if there were and this is of course when i got older like i was like 13 when this was happening like when santa claus was gone so um santa claus was gone and i was opening up all the the presents under the tree so that i would figure out what i got i remember one year i actually um was really disappointed because when i opened up the present my mom had put the wrong label on it um i didn't get what i thought i was getting and somebody else got what i had opened so anyway it's just an example of how much excitement there is around the holidays right translate that to the classroom you know kids don't kids struggle to focus um you're winding up lessons you're not starting anything new because who wants to start a lesson and then be off for two weeks, right? Um, So so if you've finished up a lesson a week before, so there's just a lot of variables that come to managing the classroom um, around the holidays. So we're gonna dive into some of those strategies um, that can help support your classroom management during this time of year. So the first thing is really communication, right? It's a lot of communicating to the kids um, and the staff. Like if you have pair pros, if you have co-teachers, you should be working together. But writing down all those events and changes to the student schedules and staying on top of, you know, we talk about those agendas that you're having buzz work in the beginning of of class and, or you have an agenda when you walk into class so kids know exactly those expectations. So this is no different. Um, making sure that those kids have ahead of time the expectation of what the event is going to be or what the changes are going to be in the classroom. This is so important because we oftentimes are getting really excited. Um, about what's going on or the event that we're going to and we briefly touch on that expectation just thinking well kids have been in school for months now so they should just know right like they should just know but this is all new these are all new things new parties people coming in and out of the classroom when you have volunteers so make sure they're aware like we're gonna have a guest today we're going to have some parents in here, here are the expectations, but writing it all down. Maybe you're sending a note home and communicating home what those changes are. I think that's very valuable. So that could be done in a newsletter. Maybe you have a special holiday newsletter that you send home with all the changes or a daily update of what those changes would be so the parents at home can then prepare students for what is to come not just um what is like it's that day right so they have it prior to coming to school so that's very important when we're thinking about strategies to manage our classroom around the holidays
0: yeah and i think too flexibility with that communication, like students, most students in the school day have a routine. They do the same subject, the same time of day. They do um, your agenda item, your buzz work, and then they get into maybe the lesson. Some teachers flip their classroom and have students watch a video, and then they do the practice, and then maybe like an exit ticket. Like there's so much going on in a school day that it's very predictable. And when the holidays come, there's different assemblies. And that flexibility with that executive functioning really needs to be reminded that some kids struggle with that. Um, I do as an adult. Like when things change, I have to realize, okay, this is changing. It's going to be okay. We're going to figure it out. Um, But we're so used to a routine in school that we need to remind our students that, hey, today's going to be a little bit different. The time might change. This might happen. But again, that communication is key. Yeah. And I think
1: you, hit that piece of it, too, when you're talking about that uh, executive functioning for flexibility. This is a great time to walk through that and practice those activities, especially when you're you're winding down and we aren't starting a new lesson. Right. So this is a great time to practice that. Okay, so maybe you provide the student a scenario. And you're thinking, okay, so tomorrow we're going to go to an assembly. What if at the assembly um, you get really excited? What are you going to do? How are you going to control your emotions? So we're prepping them for things that might happen in a flexible situation but then we're also talking about that emotional control. So we're kind of hitting two executive functioning skills at once um, to help students manage their emotion. I mean, we want them to be excited. Um, We want want all of that. We don't want our students to be sad and, and stressed at this time of year, which we know that they can be. But this is a great, great time to talk about emotional control and um maybe journal about it i think that's one thing that we could do in the holidays to kind of get the feeling of how kiddos are feeling around the holidays right because we don't know every family situation and and so you know getting them to talk about that so you have a good understanding of what their home situation is so then you also know you know you could be a little bit flexible as well with what your expectations are
0: but thinking about god i think we're going the same thinking about
1: (laughs) (laughs) thinking about what behavior expectations are for each change in your schedule is that where you were going
0: i was yeah (laughs) go ahead then (laughs) Um, Yeah, so think about those behavior expectations that you have for your students. um, And you might need to raise them, (laughs) um, especially around the holiday time. And when you do raise those expectations, you've also got to raise that positive incentives as well. Um, So you want to review your class expectations with the class. um, And you're probably like, oh, we've already done it. Like, do it again, because you need to just continuously add Um, the reminders for your students of what is expected and if there's anything new, because again, the holidays, if there's an assembly, students need to know how to act when they're going to the gym. And on the Code of Pedagogy back in um, July, she did a really quick podcast episode on creating those norms is what she called them. But again, in our district, we call them standard operating procedures and keep that language consistent. But with the Norm's activity that she did, like she had the media center and she had a map of it. So if you're going to the auditorium, maybe you create a map and you show that visual to your students and you explain to them, hey, when you're going in, this is where we're gonna sit. If something happens, you're gonna come over here and this is where I'm gonna be and this is where you're going to sit with me. Um, When we walk out, this is what's gonna happen and just going over everything with the students on how they're to behave in that assembly can really help um, when it comes time to doing an assembly. Because a lot of times we haven't gathered as a large group in a long time um, because of COVID and those restrictions. And so going over with students, how, how do you behave in a large group setting can help as well.
1: Well, and I think that that's another great point is when you're talking about some of these situations, because we haven't been in a group, big group in a very long time, you know, some of our kindergarten, first graders, second graders that typically would have had some of those, um, large assemblies and have not now, like, what do I do when I need to go to the restroom? And I'm surrounded by all of these people. Like I stand up, I walk through them, um, Do I need to come to the teacher? Do I go straight out of the assembly? Do I need to be escorted by somebody? Like, I mean, hopefully we don't have to escort every student that has, um, needs a restroom break. But those are all things to think about that maybe students haven't come across those situations before because they haven't been in these big crowds. I don't know. Um, And, of course, we're we're talking about elementary right now but you know in our elementary school a lot of the assemblies they're all sitting on the floor um so if i'm in the middle and i have to use the restroom like which direction am i going to go that you know that map that you were talking about like where's the closest restroom because normally i'm in the classroom so i might not know the closest restroom to where the assembly is um So those are all important things that you can discuss. So it's not just about what the behavior expectations are, but also, you know, what's going to happen if this happens in the assembly. Um, Or maybe you have a special speaker and they do um, some nonverbals that the students are not used to in assembly, you know, Maybe it's a clap. Maybe it's, you know, we need to keep our voice level at a voice level zero. Maybe the speaker uses a voice level, but maybe you don't use a voice level in your classroom to have that conversation. So maybe you need to talk talk about that because maybe there's different language that will be used in the assembly. So all of those things um, are super important, like on events that are, outside of the classroom and then when you're talking about you know having guests in the classroom I mean what are some of the suggestions that you might give when you have some guests coming into the classroom parents that are volunteers that are helping with parties and things like that that you have shared with teachers and and been a part of
0: yeah so when a guest comes in um kind of just walking students through maybe like the agenda and how to listen and how to be respectful and how do we raise our hand or ask a question or what is that expectation for them um, can help because if they don't know, (laughs) they can kind of just blurt out whatever they're thinking during the presentation.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. And um, this is where is a great time, right? Like we talk about the life skills that we sometimes don't get to teach kids because of curriculum. So this is a great time to talk about like manners and kindness and respect to different adults that you don't just re- respect me as an educator, but any adult that comes into the room. And and I think that um, we see this at high school, right, um, when you have a guest come in and you have this chatter, and maybe the guest doesn't have those classroom management skills that, that you might have. So those are conversations that maybe you even have with a high schooler about you know what the expectations are prior to the guest coming in the class. Your phones are down, your eyes are attentive, um, they're there to help or participate. Because I know I was, In junior high, um, when I was at seventh and eighth grade, whenever I would have guest speakers to come in and talk about different topics, the holidays were sometimes a, a time that I did that. And that was just because I wasn't starting a new lesson. So it was a great time to have guest speakers in to talk about different things that normally I wouldn't fit into my curriculum. So it was a great time to then teach, what are we gonna do? How are we gonna respect our guests? What? How are we gonna give them our attention? How are we gonna ask questions and all of those things besides just um, a party per se, right?
0: Yeah, for sure. And then I think that brings us to the incentives. Um, we talked about the kind of the title of this is, you know your behavior expectations are high. Positive incentives are also high. So what are some ideas that you have for incentives around the holiday, Tara? I think that,
1: you know, creating those additional classroom and individual incentives is really to reinforce those behavior expectations that we increased. So think about we're we're, we're going to the assembly um, and there are a whole nother set of behavior expectations um, on, the, on the assembly. And normally we're providing those incentives around what our classroom expectations are. So adding some of those additional things like maybe there's extra game time or all of the incentives that we typically use, but we're really kind of leveling those up to then match the um, match the new behavior expectations. And maybe we would maybe we would add some different um, different things in there that we wouldn't normally just to kind of give them an extra boost. like, you know, everybody's going to get a candy cane after the assembly if we're able to follow all of those expectations and i know we don't like to use candy a lot so that was just a simple example um but just as we add expectations we should add some incentive to kind of motivate those students um and give them a little bit of extra boost for that being off of their routine and um and following along those new expectations.
0: Yeah. So your action item this week is to kind of think about upcoming events. Maybe you create a calendar for uh, the month of December, and you list out all of those different events that are coming up and what your plan is to create higher behavior expectations and higher positive incentives along with those and how you're going to communicate that to your students. So thank you for listening and make sure you share like and subscribe and leave us a review. We would love to see a review and until next time make sure you control the chaos. Thanks for listening to Control the Chaos EDU. Check out the description for show
1: notes. We look forward to connecting with you on social media. Subscribe to the weekly podcast so you never miss an episode. Control the chaos. Until next time.